Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have Nick, the real powerhouse of the cell, Gantner, what's happening, man? Uh, you know, nothing much, just exchanging my oxygen for uh, energy with the nucleus. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, first off, I'd like to say welcome back, everybody. I know this shit's been a little haphazard, but we're back. It feels good to be here. I feel good. Do you feel good? I feel good. I feel all right. I mean, I got a sore throat, but otherwise. Well, you know, they say they, they say a good, like, uh, deep throat is good for that. Like, you just need to slob some dick down that hole. Uh, just coat, coat the lining of the throat with semen? Yeah. Like, pre-cum is real good for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Back in it. So, like, uh, that one two-star review really hates us now. Um... We'll talk about that later, unless you want to talk about it now. We got a two-star review? Yeah, we got a two-star. So the person that commented on the episode, the last episode that was real butthurt about us, like, uh, talking about, like, dating. Yeah. They went to iTunes and they left, like, a two-star review. It might have been one star. I don't have the exact review in front of me. They weren't happy, let's just say. Uh, like, but, again, like, they felt like that was bad. But they listen to the Miss RPG shit. Like, I feel like there's, like, a disconnect somewhere in... Well, I think what might have been the, the turn, the, I guess, the key difference is that in one case we're, I guess... Talking about fake women? fake women, and then the other case you're talking about, like, actual real people. Okay, so... Problem with that? I guess, like, if we had been two girls on here sitting talking about old men hitting on us... Like, it would have been funny, and they wouldn't have thought a second about it, but I'm here sitting here talking about, like, old creepy women hitting on me, and all of a sudden, they have a problem? Like, I don't fucking get it. But anyway... Well, there's also, I mean, our society's not perfectly equal, so you do have your dynamics you have to keep in mind, and... That's fair. I guess, typically, men hold a position of power and dominance in almost every relationship, so it's less... Bullshit! It's respectable... And I'm just I'm speaking from a, a societal viewpoint of how times are changing at the moment, where men are always are the dominating force, and women are always on the receiving end of whatever the fuck, apparently. Uh, so you know we we can't do those things because it's not respectable. But women can do they can do and say whatever they like because they are not in a position of power, almost like a, a racism dynamic, I guess you'd say. All right, well, we've already given this more time than I want. It, it happened. It's okay. Like, I'm not butthurt. I just feel like there was a, some sort of capital misunderstanding there because I don't think that that episode... I mean, it was weird, and it went off the rails, but it was not 
is nearly as fucked up as some of the shit we've talked about on this show. Well, I mean, it was an off-topic episode, so they could have just not listened. Yeah, that's what most people do. But anyway, uh, we're talking about uh, Parasite Eve today, and that is this uh, lovely... <laughs> three months in the making. Three months in the making, that's right. It took us three months to beat a 10-hour game, or however long it is. Um, yeah, it, it is this horror RPG put out by Square. Um, it's kind of weird. We'll talk about that. But uh, if you're new here... I think it's actually based on a novel. Like, they took the, the, I guess, the general concept from a novel. Okay. And trans, and then gamified it or whatever. Sure. We're going to go with that. And I'd be interested in whoever wrote this novel, because we're going to have words later. But, um, yeah, no. So, if you're new here, we break it into a few categories. We score each of them. One through five. We do a lot of half scores because Nick fucked it up early on. But we break it down into gra- gameplay, story, visuals, music, overall experience, and replayability. And we're going to score those, like I said. So first up, as always, is gameplay. Like I said, it's a horror game. It's kind of... Uh, it's it, It's got this turn-based, real-time... Strat- uh, RPG sort of battle system. So basically... Uh, everything is kind of moving around in real time, and you have to move your character around to avoid attacks, but you have to wait for your uh, ability to charge up to attack. Uh, you have, uh, and then when you attack, there's sort of a range sphere sort of thing. Um, there's often multiple targets, and I believe there's directional importance to attacks as well. Um no, well, it depends. If you're using a shotgun, like you can get, you can. I guess we'll get into this later, but you can customize a weapon to get a cone, like a burst. Yeah, that would be the only time it depends on your direction, I guess. Well, no, I think there are certain monsters that you could like. There are certain things that take more damage from the front or the back. Do they? Because I never really experienced that. I think there is. I don't know. It could have just been a coincidence in like. Were you getting crits or something? Crits or something. I don't know. It's possible. There's, there's really no telling. Uh, and um, there's there's magic that's based on, like, your parasite whatever it is. Energy. Energy, your uh, mitochondria, mitochondrial advanced evolutionary how state. How, your evolutionary state. Uh, how much orange plasma <laughs> you've experienced in the game thus far. Um but uh yeah so that's basically the gist of how the game i mean you walk around screens you find things there's uh i guess first i'd like to talk about our uh our inventory system in this game that's garbage which is bullshit because you have such limited inventory and guess what you can put items back in chests for whatever reason i don't know but you can. It's so you can, because you only have ten item slots, you can drop some garbage in the like a healing item in the in the chest and come back to it later. Yeah, but how many how many areas are you honestly revisiting? I don't know. I guess it depends on if you're trying to grind levels. Maybe you'll go back. I guess. Uh, speaking of levels. You do level quite frequently in this game. I thought that was kind of nice. 
Like, I mean, even though, like, the rewards aren't as fast coming between levels, it just feels like you're leveling up, like, every few battles. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty significant. It was enough to make me notice it, at least. Well, that's only up to, I think, like, level 35 or something. And yeah. And the, the EXP you need, like, jumps up, like, fucking 100,000 or some weird fucking number. I didn't get that high. But apparently, like, you can grind up through a certain number of levels, and then the XP per level drops back down to 1,000. So once you kind of get over that hump, mm-hmm. apparently you can, like, level up to 99 really fucking fast. But it's the whole having to get over that hump first, which I don't know why you do unless you're playing New Game Plus going yeah. to the, the bonus dungeon or whatever. Sorry. Sorry. It was a thing. I had to do a thing. and come back. Oh, All right. So, okay. yeah, no, I mean, but you don't really, yeah, you don't need to crit in that high. Like, it's, it's a, it's not a thing. So, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, can we talk about how slow this bitch in heal moves? Heals moves? Can we talk about this? Like, I have never felt so... Like, movement in this game feels like... You ever tried running in a dream? That's what it feels like. Because, like... She moves so slow. And these areas are just big, empty, open... Nothings. I don't know how to explain it. But it felt... It moves so frustratingly slow. At least there's no random encounters. Wait. There's random encounters, right? No. Every time you get to a certain point on a... On a oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, map, yeah, 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 yeah. You get the spawn. I noticed that. I noticed that. That's right. So, uh, and sometimes they wouldn't come back. So sometimes you could leave a room and come back in the room and... It uh, wouldn't trigger. But then you leave to another room and come back and it's back. And it's always, it felt like the, it's almost always the same encounter at each location. Okay. Yes. So, like, if you 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 go to, like, one fight and it's, like, two snakes that are green and one snake that's red every single time. You go to another one and it's, like, this, like, these four slime things and this weird half-human cadaver thing. And it, it happens every time you go to that spot. Yeah, so, um... That's basically how that... I mean, I guess we... Is there any any other particular specific points about the gameplay you want to talk about before we go into our likes-dislikes kind of thing? You kind of completely glossed over the inventory. Like, the, I mean, the equipment system. Oh, the equipment system. Correct. correct tune up your guns and your armor. Yeah, go in... Tell, tell us about the inventory tune-up system. Okay, so... Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in addition... so. One thing about your inventory is every time you level up, you get another inventory slot, which is fucking dumb, but whatever. So uh, it, it's essentially, I think it's like whatever level you are plus five or six or something is your inventory slot. Uh, like how much how much inventory space you have. Uh, your healing items all go in your inventory. Your miscellaneous items all go in your in- same shared inventory. Your weapons and your armor. Fucking everything. You get like 20 slots. Like in the like day three of the game, and you're like, there's like twenty fucking treasure chests everywhere, and half of them are full of shit, like weapons and armor and stuff you don't actually want to drop. Anyway, uh, so the way that equipment works is you can get different kinds of guns, like handguns, machine guns, assault rifles, grenade launchers, 
Uh, there's even some melee weapons, which I never fucking bothered with. Yeah, no. Because they're weak as shit, and you have to be in melee range. It's like it seems like it's like it's they come, worthless. They're for they start having like these. They're pretty much for sealing. That's the whole point of them. Like you get club two, and I think club three, you get uh, like seal mug or something, and then you can steal items from enemies. And that's a whole. As far as I'm concerned, the whole purpose of those weapons, and unless you run out of ammo, which is also another thing you have to manage, and it takes an item slot. So I never ran uh, out of. Did you ever run out of ammo? No, I had so much fucking ammo. Yeah, I never like, ran out sure of ammo. The whole point of yeah. getting the ammo was it's yeah. like you you can go around and sometimes you fight a fight and every enemy drops fifteen fucking uh, bullets and you're like, wow, okay, so that's that's ninety fucking shots I just got from this fight. Okay, yeah, because you're never gonna run out of ammo again. So it's like even if you're like say grinding, because you, your primary source of ammo is they drop from the monsters. So like if you're grinding. You just end up with an abundance of ammo. It's not even doing something like that would make you run out of ammo. It's ridiculous. And you have you have so many guns that just sit in your inventory that I don't know if you did this, but I went through and because you can manually reload your weapons instead of having to wait for them to reload in combat. And then you can also take the bullets out of the guns. So if you have a bunch of like you get a bunch of machine guns or something and they have like 25 bullets just sitting around, you can go to them, quote unquote, reload and just take the ammo out. And oh. leave them in your inventory with zero bullets. Oh, so if my uh, our release schedule hasn't tuned into how distracted I've been, you think I was fucking micromanaging bullet loading in this game like that? No, no. sir. We Negative. One time, <laughs> I just did it before I uh, destroyed the weapon forever, so I at least could salvage something out of them. Um, so anyway, so back to where we started, tune-ups. So to actually upgrade your equipment, uh, you have to fuse weapons together. Mm, yes. Using tools or super tools, depending on which one you have. And the difference is tools will destroy the uh, gift, the giving piece mm. of equipment. So whatever you're taking from, it's going to get destroyed. But if you have a super tool, it doesn't destroy the item. Correct. And that's beneficial because you can not only take uh, bonus attributes from a weapon to put it on the weapon you'd rather have them on, but you can also take the skills uh, that the weapon has and put them on whatever weapon you'd like. So if there are multiple skills or you want the stats and the skills, with the super tool, you can get both. Um, so that leads up to my, I guess, my biggest fucking issue with the whole thing is that you, so you have to have tools in your inventory. You have to have the, the items you want in your inventory. And then you also can find random like stat ups, like Mm-hmm. For your armor, you can get defense up or uh, critical resistance or parasite energy. And then for weapons, you get like offense, range, and bullet uh, load, um, which is more ammo for the gun. And so you're like, you have to take a break from what you're doing, I guess, in the middle of exploring. If you, if you could call it exploring, I guess it's kind of exploring when you walk around shit, but whatever. Because um, your inventory is full and you're like, okay, I guess. Like, I've got three guns right now. I don't really know which one I want to use because they're all different. Like, I see one that has more offense, but one has, like, twice the range, and this one's a grenade launcher, and that has special stuff. I'm not sure which one I want to keep yet, but you're pretty much forced into a corner, or if you want to be able to pick up more items, you have to you have to just fucking bite the bullet mm-hmm. and say, okay, I guess I'm going to use a, I'm guessing I'm gonna use a handgun. So you load up the handgun with all your stat ups, then you disassemble the rifle and you disassemble the grenade launcher and put either the stat ups from that onto the handgun or the skills from 
uh, them onto the handgun because you don't have a super tool at this point in time, probably. And you're like, okay, well, now I've got inventory space. And it's like, it feels like the next chest you open up is another fucking gun. And you're like, hey, this one's actually better than the one I just upgraded. Son of a bitch. Now you got to wait for more tools so you can swap the stats over to that one. And it just felt like a bunch of bullshit. It is. Especially Instead of having a gear yeah. that you just equip and upgrade. It's like, and you have a special NPC that can add more slots to weapons for certain items, like a mod permit or a trading card later on in the game. And I didn't. I honestly didn't use any of that shit because I'm like, I don't care. I just want to find the best, the best weapon with the best stats. And I ended up just taking every weapon that I could find and disassembling it and adding the stats to whatever gun I was using at the time. Mm-hmm. And whenever I got something with better base stats, I just transferred all the stats over to that. I really didn't worry about skills, even though there's a bunch you can do. So there is some depth to the customization because you can have, I think, five different levels of. Uh, like attacks, like you can shoot your gun one time, twice, three times, five times, or ten times. Mm-hmm. You can have different targeting um, variables, like shoot everybody randomly. Sh- uh, so you pick a target and shoot it randomly. Um, you shoot everything. So you shoot everything. You shoot in a cone. Um, yep. You can have stuff like uh, crit rate up, crit rate down. Well, so I think poison, heat. So it is really the crux of the the whole like the most RPG element in the game is this this gear customization, but like you say, it's so limited by this limited inventory system that any depth in real customization that would have come for it becomes so streamlined because you're basically you're right you're just cramming everything into whatever you got. And so you get something better with base stats and then you're just kind of moving it along just to keep space in your inventory clear because or else you're just going to go mad. There's no solution. It's real kind of all kinds of dumb. Yeah. Unless you want to leave the place you're at and go back to the police station and go to the fucking storage guy and drop all your shit in the storage so you can keep exploring. But nobody who, who really wants to do that? Not when she nobody. moves. Not when she moves as fucking slow as she does. If I could get there fast, or there was like quick travel or some shit. Yeah. Like if you could quick travel from a phone, you know, any safe point to the police station to drop stuff off and do that stuff. Solid, right? But no, this bitch moving at her crawling speed. Like no, nobody wants to do any of that. Nobody wants to do any of that. No. No. It, it'll take you like a minute to walk through a map sometime. It's like, okay. Yeah, no, it takes a while. Like it's it's kind of a bummer. Especially from something like that, I guess we'll get into this overall, in overall experience, like, this is seriously pitched as, like, one of those, like, best games you've never played, or, like, you you have to check out Parasite Eve. Uh, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> uh, but uh, It's definitely a lot, a lot different than I remembered when I played when I was a kid. Yeah, for real. So, uh... Things we liked, we didn't like. Things I liked, I liked the the just the uh, perception of choice, at least in the customization. Like I thought it was cool. It's a cool idea. It's a cool concept. It's a fun system. Um, it's just that the inventory kind of is what fucks with it. Like if you had more inventory, then it'd be tons better. Uh, and then I also I think like the combat system's kind of refreshing. 
like so if we we've, we've done a lot of these where you know it's just your typical turn based or a little bit of action system like this this charge system and this this kind of uh, moving around I thought was fine nothing got overly complex it was still fun um, at the end of the game so it didn't really bother me um, I enjoyed it a lot actually uh, things I didn't like the speed inventory system those are things I didn't care for uh, there seem to be a lot of like like ammo. Why does it exist if it's so easy to get? Don't know. Um, healing items were kind of pointless because you end up with you know healing spells and stuff pretty early, and it's pretty easy to dodge most things. So um, that's where I'm at. Things you liked didn't like, Nick. See, I'm kind of we're kind of I'm kind of with you there, but not with you there on the dodging things because depending on what you're fighting. Like the the dog in the police station, he was okay. on my shit the whole fucking time. Like I get I'd get trapped in a corner and I can't yeah. move without getting hurt by touching the motherfucker. And then he shoots his laser beam breath or his fucking cut your half and health attack. And like okay, so he's but, the only guy I died on. And yeah. lucky I had a fucking revive in my inventory. Any any hurt. of the uh, like most of the, like the speed enemies, yeah, they're kind of designed to fuck you because you can't move at that. But most enemies, they really telegraph attacks, and it's kind of like it's pretty, it's pretty much a pattern. You're not wrong, and the dog kind of fucks you up. And there's like uh, one more. It's like a random enemy that kind of jumps at you. Yeah, that could that could get you trapped. But um, the rest of them, I mean, everything's pretty telegraphed, and it's kind of otherwise a pretty uh plotting type system yeah once you get the haste spell you just cast that at the beginning of every fight and you yeah. can you move like you're fucking all of a sudden sonic running around these enemies yeah for and right. your turn comes really fast and it's like wow this is, i feel like this is how the game should have been from the very beginning yeah, this this should be regular speed <laughs> so uh things i liked um I thought the the way you I guess acquired spells and everything through the throughout the game, uh, like I guess kind of matched the theme they were going with. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I wish there would have been more. I guess this is a, a, a negative is I wish there would have been a lot more information presented to you as a player. Yes. Uh, like you don't the spells don't tell you how much parasite energy that you actually use it you don't actually as far as i am aware don't get a fixed value on how much fucking parasite energy you actually have you just have a a green bar that fills up and spells take a certain amount of that and then it, when you're in battle the the bar fills back up and it's like okay i guess i can use heal two a couple times i guess i can use heal three a couple more times i don't really know what my value here is like what what i can wager before and how fast it actually regenerates because there's no definitive statistic for that um, and then also learning how to play the game at, at first was a little bit weird because I'm like, I'm not sure what buttons do what. I guess if I had read the manual, it probably would have helped a little bit. Um, so, like, I think the first time I fought Eve, I was skipping my turn on accident because I was pressing the wrong button. Because you, you can actually skip your fucking turn if anybody didn't know. I, th I can't remember which button it is. I, no but, idea. That's uh, news. Like, if you fill up your ATB, and then you, I was walking around, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure which fucking button to press. And I pressed, I think it was square or something, and, like, the turn just ended. Oh, and no. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So, I'm like, I guess that's not the right button. So, uh, I got my bar back up again, and I was pressing all the different buttons. And I think I actually pressed square again before I pressed X. And it skipped it again. I'm like, okay, this is dumb. What the fuck's going on? 
but then I, I, I kind of got past that. So I don't know why you would have a turn skip button, but evidently there's a turn skip button. Um, for more things I liked, I guess. Uh, I liked... It's not, it's not really gameplay, so I'm going to get into that. Uh, but so, yeah, really all I liked was... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but I liked shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you with the whole combat system, like the having that weird fucking odika dika fucking hedron thing pop up for the range of the gun was cool because you have to actually utilize your movement as opposed to a lot of games where the range doesn't really matter too much. Because if their yeah. enemies are not in the range of the the sphere, you're gonna either miss or do su- supremely reduced damage. Like I think I remember one time I normally we sh- normally would be shooting and hitting for like 65 damage, and then if the enemy moved out of the range, it'd be, it drops like eight or nine, which is a really big difference. So you have to yeah. actually keep up with the enemies depending on what weapon you use. So that ties into the whole, what gun should I pick? Because uh, like handguns shoot faster, but they have a, a reduced range. Assault rifles shoot slower, but they have a, a bigger range. Uh, machine guns are weaker, but they shoot a lot of gun, uh, bullets typically. Then you got like grenade launchers, which are decent range, do a lot of damage. That usually have different skills on them. Uh, so I thought, I guess I like that, that there's a, some variety and some thought to the combat. And the, I mean, the one tenet you have really when you're in combat is don't stop moving. If you're standing still, you're going to get your ass pushed in. So yeah. just keep moving around, um, which I guess leads into another con. The enemy tracking, it almost doesn't matter if you're moving at all until the enemy starts to attack because yeah. you can stand... You can stand still, and if you're moving around, some of the enemies, their actions will have like the best tracking I've ever seen in my life. Because like they'll go to do an, an animation, and then as you start moving, they just pivot. They rotate their body, they're locked in on you the entire time, and then they'll launch their attack, and then, then you can actually start the, the dodge, quote-unquote. Because you've been moving the whole time, and they've been tracking, so it's almost like you could have been standing still. It doesn't really matter. Um... Oh, another con I've got that really bothers me is that a lot of times you're playing this, the game doesn't really tell you tell you where to go next. It's only when you happen upon a location. Yeah. Uh, like, let's say uh, you finish, I guess, walking through the park. I can't really remember the order for a lot of the stuff. But let's say you finish walking through the park. and Oh, I guess it would be the museum. You're done at the museum. And you, you, go, you go back to the world map. I think it's Manhattan, where the fuck's downtown New York, where the fuck it is, Brooklyn, yeah. I don't know. Um... And you're on the map, and you got like four places to pick. You're like, okay, I don't know where to go next. I guess I don't go back to the museum. I guess I'll just pick somewhere. Maybe I'll go to the police station. I'll put my shit in storage. And you click it, and you get a cutscene. It's like, hey, uh, blah 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 blah. Let's go back to the police station. And it's like, okay, I already decided to go back to the police station, but thanks for telling me that's where I got to go. Appreciate it. But that bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even um, even when you're in the zones, like. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, having to inexplicably go back to a random room you've already visited with no real pointer to that. So it's it it's pretty fucked up. I'm with you. Um, oh, one more, one more thing. I think this is my last thing. Uh, and it has to tie... It ties into the inventory system. Sometimes the shitty fucking asshole, the Meta... My my Maida, how the fuck you pronounce the name? The Japanese scientist. Yeah. 
they'll give you these uh, little lucky charms that do absolutely jack fucking shit, except tie up your inventory space. It's like, thanks a lot, dickhead. Fuck you. Like, it serves the purpose one time, I think, near the end game for, I think, his gun or something. He'll give you a charm, and uh, then it, it gets taken out of inventory space, but it's just there so you have a slot for the weapon you actually need to kill the final boss or whatever. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, thanks for taking my inventory space, you stupid fuck. Nobody wants your stupid fucking charms. Kill yourself. Wow. Okay, that's aggressive. So uh, let's go ahead and rate gameplay. What score are you going to give gameplay, Nick? Uh, that was pretty harsh on it, but I guess I'll give it a 2.5 because it's serviceable. Yeah. Um, and the nitpicks I have, I guess I'm just grumpy from work. Uh, but the nitpicks I have are really not that, they don't really detract from the experience completely. Like you can still play the game and get through it. It's like, it's not a quick, it's not a, it's not a, a long game. It's pretty quick. You don't really, you don't really have to do a lot of the mechanics to get through. You just have to kind of do the bare minimum. Correct. And... But it's but it's not like I'm not gonna be like oh man, this is the best game experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to this. I'm gonna play this all the time. It's uh, I experienced it. So I got what I got out of it. What it it gave me, and I'm gonna wash my hands of it. Correct. Um, I'm pretty close with you. I think I'm gonna go with a three though. Like it, it it's it's serviceable. It plays it. It's just like the speed inventory or major detractors. Sort of like you don't really know where to go. I understand that. Like that just happens in RPGs, I guess. Um, I I'm hesitant to say it's below average, but it's also not above average either. Like it was it was playable. It got me through it. Like it, but it was also wasn't engaging enough that I wanted to play it. Uh, every day, hence the three months wait time on this. But uh, we're gonna go with a three from the Brentsers. Uh, <laughs> uh, so first up, our first musical break is your choice. What did you pick and why? Um, uh, the song is called Primal Eyes, I believe, and it is the opening cinematic song, and I just think it sounds really good. It's a You'll find that something to the soundtrack of this game that they repeat the same melody a lot. Yeah. Like, it's the, it's a lot of songs. Like I think maybe like six or seven that have the same melody in them, and they just kind of change the different other different aspects to it, but it's like the same four or five notes like, over and over again. Yeah, like, there was a bunch where it was the same. It's basically the same song with different ambiance over top, almost. Yeah. It was real weird. But anyway... Um, we're listening to Primal Eyes. I'm going to have to drop it in post. We normally listen to this live, guys, but we're not doing it this time. <laughs> so we listen to Primal Eyes. We come back. We're talking about story.
All right. So, uh, story. Nick, why don't you take it away? All right. Uh, so this game takes place over six days. On the first day, we go to this uh, opera theater, I guess Carnegie Hall, uh, for a show with our boyfriend, or I guess our date. Our date. Some yeah. random guy we never see again. Because um, he's a he's a bitch. We're enjoying the show, and then uh, we lock eyes with the opera singer, and all of a sudden people start exploding and spontaneously combusting. And uh, it's may- it's chaos, it's mayhem, it's confusing. And then uh, we chase the girl because she starts mutating some fucking demon-looking thing, I guess is the best way I can describe it, uh, with like a spiked fucking claw thing, I guess, coming out of her fucking, where her legs used to be. And she starts floating, and uh, so we chase her. Um, we find out that she's got this like weird, like power where she can mutate creatures, uh, light people on fire, and for some reason we're immune, and we don't really know why. Uh, we end up chasing her through these sewers, I believe, uh, underneath the um, under the underneath the Carnegie Hall. Yeah, it's like an abandoned escapes. abandoned subway stuff or something. I was hard to tell. Uh, yeah, like, there's like a couple see, uh, things. You fight this giant fucking mutated alligator. Yep. Um, and then that's the end of the day. Like you, you, day two, or like so, you kill the alligator. She escapes, it's and the bit- police come. And everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? The best part about day one, like, the, when I when I finally was like, okay, I might be interested in this game, is when the other cop, what's his name, Daniel or whatever, comes out of fucking nowhere and decks the shit out of that reporter. I oh, laughed yeah. so fucking hard. Like, just out of nowhere, he just walks up and just decks the shit out of that reporter, man. He's just like, bam! It's how, it's how cops operate in real life. I'm like, man, I am in on this. But anyway, uh, yeah, anyway. so you get some pretty cool like cutscenes. Like you get to see like a rat mutate, and you, you see a lot of the animals mutate a lot. And yeah, like there was as a younger person when I played this first time, I was like, "Wow, this shit's fucking cool." Uh, obviously, the graphics are a lot more dated now, so it doesn't look as compelling. It's still interesting to see how they did the mutations for the different animals, whatever. But uh, anyway. Uh, so we're on the day two. We're back at the uh, police station, and uh, the police chief has to give like a press conference about what happened, and he tells Aya to pretty much shut the fuck up, don't start talking her conspiracy bullshit, because Aya's been like, "Yo, this this chick just like mutated, and people caught on fire, and I chased her, and tell her about tell people all this shit," and he's like, "Yo, yo we don't need that getting out." to stop. Because uh, I guess some background information, I guess she's only been on the force for like a year or two, so she's still a rookie. And so I guess they don't really trust whatever the fuck she's saying. Um, but they go to this press conference and the reporters are asking all these questions like, is it aliens? Uh, stuff like that. Or is it terrorists? And the chief's like, no, no. Uh, you know, just uh, stuff is happening, trying to cover it up. And A is like, yo, straight up, uh, people caught on fire. Uh, there's some mutant people. Uh, animals were mutating. And all kinds of weird shit was happening. And then the police chief's like, okay, fucking, you dumb bitch. Press conference over. 
He's like, what did I tell you? Don't do that kind of shit. And she's like, but the truth's got to get out. The truth's got to get out. That's the truth. So he's like, okay, whatever. And they find out that the opera singer is having another performance uh, or supposed to have another performance at Central Park. So the chief's like, whatever. If whatever, just go do what you guys got to do. Stop her from having this performance and killing people. So uh, the Daniel is really upset because his son and his ex-wife are supposed to be there. So he's like, I'm going to go and you're coming with me, Aya. We'll stop this bitch. Get to the park. And the first thing that happens is Daniel tries to walk into the park and his hand catches on fire. So Aya's like, all right, which is something that happens a lot. So they established that Aya is the only person that can actually go into these places without dying. You would think so, that, that keys them into something more important much earlier than it does. Yeah. But anyway. So, but I guess that's the whole, the reasoning why she never has backup. Because she's the only one that can actually fight any of these things. So he's like, all right, please save my son, blah, blah, blah. So you go and explore the, the park. You get to this amphitheater thing. And there's a bunch of people sitting in the audience, and Eve's up there, which is the... So Melissa was the opera singer. Eve is what she transformed into because her mitochondria told her to. And uh, she's there singing, or whatever. She's at the, on the stage, and there's people in the audience that I guess are under some kind of trance or something because nobody really reacts to what's about to happen. Uh, but everybody starts melting and turning into this orange slime. And the slime just leaves. Like, like it goes, I guess, down a drain or something, and it just disappears. And A is like, yo, stop. Uh, so she points a gun at Eve, and Eve just laughs at her and just flies away. So you chase her, and you get onto this horse-drawn carriage. And the horses aren't on fire when Eve is floating above the carriage. And then you climb onto the carriage. Suddenly the horses are on fire, and they're running. So you're on the back of this carriage fighting Eve. And uh, you, quote-unquote, beat her. She flies off. Oh, I think she touches you first, and then flies off. And once she touches you, Aya starts freaking the fuck out, and she eventually blacks out, and then wakes up in this apartment on day three with this uh, weird uh, Japanese scientist just kind of sitting, like they're in this fucking abandoned apartment. There's a hobo barrel with fire in there, as to keep warm. And this guy is just somehow watching TV. He's watching TV or something, but he doesn't have the heat on. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess he was watching TV. I don't know. It looked like he was looking at TV. Maybe he was just sitting there on the couch looking at the wall. Fuck if I know. A wakes up and he's like, hey, you're awake. I found you. passed out. And then Daniel comes in and they talk about how, uh, I think Eve was talking shit about how the mitochond- uh, something was happening. And she was confused as to why Aya wasn't joining her. Like she knew something that Aya didn't. And previously, they went to the museum on day two, I believe, to go talk to this doctor who was a, a specialist about mitochondria or something. Yep. Because that, that had been mentioned. And he, they get there, and they're pretty much, the guy's like, pretty much like, what the fuck are you doing in my lab? Get the fuck out. And they fi- uh, the, the cop finds a, a list of donors that has his wife and his kid on it. So he's a little bit suspicious about what that's all about. But they don't really go into that too much. They just know that something... It's going on with mitochondria or something. So day three, this, this Japanese scientist is like, yeah, there's something similar happened in Japan. Uh, this girl had some kind of mutation and her husband was a scientist. And he took 
his sperm and gave it to the woman, but the baby that was born didn't survive. They all died together or something like that. And so he's like, so something similar is happening here. Do you have a lab that we could go to? And they're like, yeah, there's the lab at the museum. So they go there uh, and he puts, I guess, some of uh, Eve's slime under a, a, a slide and they look under a, at the a microscope and it shows just like the mitochondria turning into, I guess the closest thing I can say would be like landoliers yeah. looking things. And they kind of like glomp onto the nucleus of a cell and like drain all the energy out of it. And then you zoom out and they're like, oh, that's, what is that? What's going on? And he kind of does some pseudoscience and babble bullshit about mitochondria and cells and whatever. And the powerhouse and of the cell, man. And so, so evidently mitochondria have consciousness and they evolve 10 times faster than humans and other cells or something. So they're way more evolved yeah. than everything else. And uh, there's a special one that's the very first one, I guess, that was discovered. It's like the mitochondrial Eve that's taken on a, a, a consciousness of its own or something. And it's trying to reach the maximum evolutionary path. So anyway, uh, A is like, hey, nothing happens to me around Eve. You know, any idea what that's about? And the scientist is like, uh, not really, but let's look at your blood. So they look at her blood, and then they see that her cells, uh, when they're attacked by the Eve mitochondria, like supercharge and knock them back or kill them or something. And he's like, whoa, this is cool. I've never seen anything like this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think this is right when the... The, the scientist that originally is there comes back in and he's like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? He kicks him out and he notices the the sample under the microscope and he's like, whoa, where did you get this from? And he asks all these questions. And during this time, we kind of get flashbacks from Aya. I guess she's like at a doctor's office or in a hospital or something. And he's one of the doctors that's there. So you know something is going on with him. And a uh, but it's not really explaining what the fuck's happening. So uh, at the end of the day, you go back to the police station. One of the dog, it's been attacked by Eve. One of the dogs, the the canine units, mutates and starts killing everybody. People are dying. Kill the dog. You save the day. The day four happens where you go to the hospital because the Japanese scientist explains that because of the whole sperm thing that Eve's trying to get some sperm so that she can create, get pregnant and create the ultimate being or something. So you got to go stop her at the hospital. So you go there, you get to the rooftop or you freeze like this, the, all the sperm you either you free or you turn off the liquid nitrogen tank. So they all can go bad, but you're too late. You get some sperm, you get to the roof, you fight some giant spider thing. She talks to you and there's these jet, planes that are coming to, I guess, blow up the town, the city, but she, they're coming through and she telepathically turns them into slime and they all crash. If you don't, oh, this is a, a cool part. If you don't get off the building, the rooftop in time, uh, the jet kills you. Yeah, do it all over again. Wow. But you escape off of uh, this painter's, I think the scaffolding thing, and you find another little spider thing and that's it. That's it of that day. And then next day is day five so i think 
uh, you hear that there's some slime in the sewers, so you go investigate that, and Aya stops it from actually infecting the water supply. Uh, then you go back and see the doctor at the museum again, and you find out that he's actually been involved with Eve this whole time because uh, I think previously on in the days they mentioned that Melissa's gone to the museum to see him a couple times, so he already knew. And you find out essentially that uh, Aya's mom and her twin sister died in a car crash a long time ago. Uh, Melissa got, I think, the a liver from the sister. And Aya got new corneas for her right eye. So somehow her sister was in, had the mitochondrial Eve in her. And that evolved differently in Melissa and turned her into the, what she is now. Whereas in Aya, it evolved in such a way that they were, it was almost like a communal Thing yeah. Symbiosis. It's they they refer they reference a book. Um, shit, but I think it's called like selfish. Uh, the selfish, selfish gene, gene. Um, which really uh, is kind of what, what I think that what they're saying is like since they're both part of the same organism, like they don't want to survive in unison. Like they, the other, they want to take each other out so that they can be the dominant gene. So they're in this advanced evolutionary race for some reason, because somehow this gene knows that it needs to outperform the other half. And since they both came from this weird science experiment of a host or whatever, um, like both these halves of this different thing are like competing against each other to be, the dominant one, which is why, I don't know, like, like A is immune to Eve's shit or whatever. I don't, it's real stupid. Well, if you, there's some stuff that happens like at the, in the new game plus that I'll, I guess I could talk about later. Uh, but they, I guess it kind of quote unquote explains how she's immune better. Yeah. Uh, and gives you a different actual ending, like the true ending or something. But I didn't actually go through that and play that myself. So uh, I had enough the, the first time. Yeah. Um, but so you're done with the, the museum and the doctor uh, asks, like he catches on fire and Aya puts him out and he's like, why did you do that? And she's like, it's something a human has to do and have compassion and whatever. And he still thinks that humanity deserves to be obliterated as he dies. Um, so Aya goes through the museum, exploring it, trying to find Eve and stopping her. Uh, you fight some reanimated dinosaurs, which is neat, I guess. Uh, and you find the that slime mass, that orange goo from earlier, and it's a giant slime monster. And it destroys the whole museum and like forms this big towering shield around her, almost like a like a womb, I guess, so that she can gestate the the baby that she's got. And carries it away, uh, or carries Eve and everything away uh, to the ocean or wherever. Um, the military at this time starts to try to attack Eve, but they obviously fail. Um, so uh, Aya has to go in and attack it from a helicopter, and she destroys the slime monster. And you have to go to the Statue of Liberty uh, to fight Eve. 
and then you kill her. Um, so day six happens now, and you're on a boat. And uh, unfortunately, the ultimate baby being is born, and it attacks all the ships, and then uh, lands on your ship, and you fight it. And because it's the ultimate being, the mitochondria in it make it, I guess, evolve quickly. So it's got like four different forms you fight. And uh, after all that, it starts chasing you. And you have to get down to the, the boiler room of the ship, I think. And pretty much explode the ship and jump off to kill it. And then that's the end of the game. Because you get a bunch of cutscenes. Yep. And I think, so they start, they try to explain some of it. So uh, is at this point, like, I don't know why I was immune still. And the Japanese guy is like, maybe it's a part of your sister uh, that's in you, that's protecting you from the Eve stuff. And all the stuff that Aya was be seeing is the last memories of her sister burned into her brain or whatever. And because of the sister's protection, the mitochondria evolved differently than Eve's mitochondria. And essentially the whole, the ending message of this is the guy saying that uh, humanity is pretty, like the earth is like one being and humanity is a virus. And we're essentially upsetting the balance of nature and we're, the earth is going to destroy everybody if we don't change. And I guess that's the whole moral of the story yeah i don't know man the whole thing i'll let you go first like what what is there anything here that worked for you didn't work for you in the story from a, a layman's perspective um it's a very unique type of story where your body is attacking you from the inside i guess essentially uh, as like so, as a normal person, people are, their people's bodies or their mitochondria are like being energized in such a way that they're exploding or whatever. Is a like a neat concept. If you, I mean, if you take it at a scientific viewpoint, it's fucking nonsense. But uh, so it's it's a different kind of, a, I guess, villain that I I don't think I've seen very often or if at all. Where uh, you're fighting literally like microscopic creatures that are inside of you that have evolved uh, to be this kind of creature thing, which I guess at that point it becomes just a generic It's a zombie monster. story. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a zombie thing. It's a zombie But well, I guess the, the origin is kind of interesting to me. Um, other than that, the pacing felt kind of weird sometimes. Like you, we get... There wasn't very much plot because the game's not very long, but no. you'd get like plot and then moving around a location, exploring it, finding a boss, plot. So it's very structured at that, in that way. Um, I mean, yes, I liked some of the characters, like a little bit. Like Wayne and Torres fighting in the gun shop thing was fun. I guess you go in there and then they'd be bickering for like a minute. Mm-hmm. They gave him. They gave somebody some characterization. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's one of my primary problems is that I don't feel like any of the characters were really that interesting, especially our main protagonist. 
she was she felt so flat and pointless the entire game that it was really hard uh, to really care much. Um, I'm with you that it's an interesting take on the it's it's like an interesting take on like the zombie virus type thing, right? Like this this spreading virus that's morphing things into something else. Um, I like how the monsters are basically uh, like other creatures and things that have gotten caught up in this weird uh, rapid genetic mutation uh, type thing, which is basically what it is. I don't know why they keep going to evolution. They could just said mutation and it would have been much better in my opinion, um, it wouldn't sound so pseudoscience-y if they use mutation instead of evolution. You understand what I'm saying? Like, because evolution is a very slow process. Mutation yeah. is not. Um, so, uh, but they, uh, it, it, like, I think it from that perspective, like, it's, it's fun, and it's fun how at least day one and day two, you really start in these really large or very heavily populated sort of events and you get to see this sort of havoc um, come from that. I think the sort of backdrop of this occurring in a major city is fun, even though I feel like the story would have been better served if it was more widespread. Like if it was this widespread mutative effect um, and the whole uh, bursting into combustion thing seems weird because that means like Eve is doing it like she's picking people to burn so that means she has this hyper awareness of people within that effect radius of who she's burning or she's not or else everybody in the audience that she had mesmerized would have burnt up or she would just be burning whatever that radius is around her as she traversed the city um, well she kind of is because I think she used the uh, the donor list to gather people together at the park to mutate into the slime that she needed them mm. for some reason? I guess. I don't know. The whole... Uh, well, no, because then the jet planes, she has no, no idea who these people are, but she turned them into slime, too. So, fuck it. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Like, it's really weird. Now, and I can believe her as this big, bad, mutated monster is selectively choosing people to, to burn within the radius, right? But... <laughs> That also discredits why, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. There are plot holes. It's, it is what it is. Um, like, I appreciate there's this kind of it's all connected type story they're trying to tell here. It all goes back to a lot of horror video game stories do this. Like, it feels very Silent Hilly where it all comes back to this one origin point or something like that. Um and that's and that's all well and good. It's just that it it's it's at a time. It's early in voice acting, so you get a lot of terrible voice acting. You get uh, you know, it's just these characters that I don't give a single fucking rat's ass about. Um, which which never so there never feels to be a whole lot at stake because it's occurring in a big city, but it's only happening in these small targeted areas. So I never felt like there was a larger. Um, concern, even though the story is like she wants to destroy all of mankind with this this ultimate being, which involves her getting pregnant. Whatever. I don't know. Like, there are just bits. Well, they, they do evacuate the city, too, so... 
they're just these bits um they they do but again it never it never felt like her as a like eve as a villain is really cool i think but it never felt uh i don't know like i never felt like everything was like super catastrophic either um i never felt like like any level of um like everything going on is so like chaotic like the explosion like even in day one with the explosion of the fire at the opera house like the cutscene feels chaotic and then nothing else feels chaotic. It all feels empty. It all feels like this thing burned down aeons ago. Like it, it, you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the, the gameplay is not alive. Like the, there's, there's nothing around that feels alive um, or just like in motion. So um, I don't know. I guess it's just a sign of the times and the technology they had. It just didn't yeah. lead to an, a very effectual storytelling experience for me. Um, while there are other parts of the whole of the whole that I find very effectual, the story itself and the plot and what they're used like the whole mitochondria thing as like the subject for how this is all happening is just the biggest pile of gobbledygook I've ever heard in my life. Okay, like. mitochondria like they show mitochondria like as this thing outside of the cell at one point it's like i don't what it's part of the cell it's in the cell like it's smaller than the cell like i it's not a different cell it's not its own version of cells like there are, you don't have regular cells and then mitochondria cells you have mitochondria yeah. mitochondria is a organ in the cell for all intents it, it was the biggest i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> like yeah when they were talking about how like the mitochondria evolved 10 times faster and it's a different organism entirely from like the cells and everything i'm like okay then how does it get passed along through the semen because there's none there yeah, right that's i know i not to i my... guess maybe in the in the ovaries of a female it could, you could say that that's really <sighs> But then, how do they continually get passed on? Like they're zygotes. There's very specific type. Okay, I, I, okay. Here, it comes back to this. All right. <laughs> if you want to have a like, there is a certain level of depth you use when you're telling a story that you wanted to be grounded in realism, right? Because I think that's what they were going for. Is they wanted to have like this, this sort of realism undertone like they want to just make it feel like less fantasy and more science fiction right yeah but there's a depth which you dive okay and going as far as to say it's the mitochondria causing it it's gone too far because now you have now you've breached the wall and there is no fantasy left there's only bullshit you've stepped through stepped through the thin veneer of entertainment <laughs> Into this weird underground that makes no fucking sense. Uh, yeah. Like, if you stay at the top and just... If they just said cells, right? If they had just stuck with cells, it wouldn't sound as retarded as it sounds. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if they hadn't yes. gone as far as mitochondria, they had stopped at cells, and they had said mutation instead of evolution... I don't think I would have sat there being like, what the actual fuck is happening? I would have been like, okay, this is just 
science fiction horror thing, right? But they were like, they went specifically for mitochondria and specifically tried to explain to me that mitochondria somehow evolves faster than a regular cell. Because just stop. Because mitochondria is fucking part of a cell. It's not exterior to a cell. It does not evolve at a... It's just like, what are you doing? Why? Because you want to give some scientists extra dialogue? In fact, most of the story is just dropped in these huge dialogue blurbs as it is anyway. I don't need it. Cut it out. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. So I think that's where everything fell apart. It just became such ridiculous. Like, there's a hard line there of how deep you dive when you're using words and science to back up a thing, and they went too far. They went too far, and it fucked him up. I'm scoring it at a solid, solid 1.5. Where are you at? <laughs> Uh, I'll give it a two. It's not good, bruh. Not good. Second musical break is me. You know me. I picked the main theme. That's what we're going to listen to. We come back, we're talking visuals and music. visuals so this is I like say, for visuals i feel like you shed on legend of dragoon too much because this is lesser quality legend of dragoon i accept this okay so this is shorter and they don't try and do like so i think they do a better job here than legend of dragoon i really do because we get more close-up shots there's not a whole lot of like trying to zoom out from things that already look funky like there was in okay. Legend of Dragoon. Um, like, so imagine, because so like Legend of Dragoon was at its best when we got its full-sized sort of guys, right? And then yeah. like this just focused on one scale. And Legend of Dragoon had too many scales, so they, they, I don't know, it was weird. That's true. I guess the POV they had was vastly more varied than this. Yes. But. So this, this is more curated in what it shows you. Uh, I think the environment's, like everything, like I said, even though there's no life in it, it looks spooky. So it co correctly conveys the the horror theme. I like the aesthetic of how these these creatures are mutating. I'm sorry, evolving, um, and they get these weird extra fangy bits. Like I think it is very, uh, since there is not as much to be displayed, I think it is more effectual in what it's displaying than uh, Legend of Dragoon. Um, and not to say it's great because it is that early. 
PS1, or not, I don't know, I'd say early, but it's that early 3D, like, over-textured 3D, not the polygonal, like, uh, way they started. So, um, I think for the most part it worked for me. Like, you know, again, it looks better on a Vita screen than it does, like, blown up playing it on the PS3. So, so that's, that's a thing. Um... For sure. How did you feel about visuals? Um, I'm right with you. The body horror is definitely some of my favorite type of horror aesthetic. So I'm right, right along for the ride with all that. Uh, I do have one like weird, I guess, sciencey thing about all that. Like mass can't be created or destroyed, but all of a sudden these things are fucking multiplying the mass that they have by exponential amounts. Like little rats evolving this giant fucking bestial rat. Creature, and then the, the the dogs turning the three-headed Cerberus creature with tentacles and shit, and it's fucking cool. But if you're gonna have a sciency based, well, plotline, what the fuck? You gotta. I just vision it's all like it's all tumorous growth. It's all like it's all tumorous and like I suppose billowy like air pockets. I don't know. Like, I, I can check my mind at the door when things, like, for stuff like that. Like, because that's, that's that's like, going for a cool factor. But, like, when it's back to plot and you're trying to explain something to me, eh, like, don't. Yeah. Just don't. I gotcha. Um, um, but, yeah, for general, for the most part, uh, all the creatures are pretty cool. There are some weird ones that I couldn't quite figure out what the fuck they were supposed to be. Like, uh... In the in the park, there were these like vine-looking turtley shell thing, maybe. Like they're just like a bush with fucking. It could have it could have been a it could have been a bush. It could have been a bush. I don't know. But like, okay, I was like, all right, that's that's a dumb design. So there are some hits and misses there. Uh, I thought the like the ultimate being looked fucking creepy. I guess it's because baby stuff's creepy, and then it got into this weird. Whatever the hell it turned into. Yeah, no, it, it, it got real weird. But it, it was still it was still kind of interesting to look at, you know? Whatever. Yeah. Um, um I can't say from experience, but I watched some uh like end game like uh new game plus content where somebody went to the ultimate dungeon and uh true Bread Eve's design is pretty cool. She looks like an angel. Um much better looking than the Eve that we got in the base game. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the designs were on point. There was nothing, like, abrading to the eyes. Like, there's no place you'd go and be, like, you'd be squinting trying to fucking figure shit out. Um, I guess I, I don't really like modern locales. So a lot of just walking through buildings and shit kind of bored me. But what can you do? Yeah, no, for sure. All right, well, let's go ahead and rate it then. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. All right, that's pretty much where I was at. Uh, it's a, it's, it, it does what it does for its time period. There's nothing, uh, I mean, it's not great, but there's not exactly anything totally against it. Um, music. So uh, it's, it's uh, your, your friend, your buddy. You want to talk about it? It's a lot more samey than I remembered. 
Yeah. Well, there's I, I don't there's not a whole lot of different tracks. And who does it against Yoko Shimomura, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think I don't remember if I had played this before I had played Legend of Mana, but I do remember distinctly comparing the two because a lot that she uses pretty much a lot of the same instruments, I'd say. But it doesn't mm. it's less of a, a fantasy feel to it. And this is kind of like a obvious, a rock horror like like think about every horror soundtrack from like horror movies of the early two thousands. Really, just like a lot of electric guitar in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she just puts her spin on it. Yep. Like uh, there's some songs that I was I was listening to it. I'm like, wait, is this from Kingdom Hearts two or is this from where's this from? And Parasite Eve songs. So she definitely has her like her mark. Yeah. Throughout the soundtrack, uh, but I'd say most of it's forgettable unfortunately yeah because it is it is kind of samey it's just like a lot of altering the ambiance and the uh like slight arrangement changes so like the main theme is played in i want to say like three different arrangements in this ost there's like a piano a regular an orchestral and then like a i forget what it's called uh it's like a part of it with like the middle section taken out i don't know but it's it's still the main theme um but it's uh like the difference between the orchestral and the piano arrangement it's i think there's two extra instruments on the orchestral like even though like it doesn't is not i don't know like she has her style there's not a not enough variety here what's there is fine it fits the the tone but the ambiance does that better than the actual musical parts i think and i think that's why the music's so low key because a lot of it's supposed to feel kind of dead and empty sometimes. Yeah, so, makes sense. So I do uh, have to I have to take some points away for because some of the songs, especially when you fight Eve, could be really good. But then they have this like almost MIDI recording yeah. of a woman singing opera over it, and it doesn't yeah. sound good. Like I love opera, and it but can I be don't s- like it- what the fuck this is. It's like ah. Uh, uh, it can be like super effective. Game. It can be super effective in a horror setting, like like opera or chants can be super like vocals in an otherwise like like a rock chat track or like even like a somber track can be super effective for like a, a a horror scene or a battle scene. But when the technology isn't there quite yet to have the voice on the track, it does sound so garbled and ridiculous that it, it detracts more than adds. I'm with you 100%. Um, so let's rate it, man. What do you rate music? Uh, 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 two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, I think I'll agree with you on the two and a half. Like what's there is fun, but it's, it's not a lot different. So it is what it is. I think we struggled to find four pretty unique tracks to single out for this episode. Um, yeah. Their third break is you. What did you choose and why? Uh, the song I picked, I think, is... Uh, fuck, look it up real quick. It's a, a plus of attack. And when I read it, because I'm an ignorant buffoon, I thought for some reason it was a bastardization of explosive. So I'm like, the fuck? Plosive? I think they spelled that wrong. But then I looked it up, and the plosive is an actual vocal thing. It's a like a sudden stop, like in cat, yeah, or lip. And then I was like, ha, ha, ha! Learned something today. 
so I chose it because it's the boss battle theme, typically for most uh, creatures you fight, yeah. and it's the one of the most uh, I guess, uh, high BPM songs, and that's my style, so that's why I picked it. All right, so let's listen to Plosive Attack. When we come back, we'll talk about overall experience and replayability. So for me, overall experience, like I say every time, is an expectation versus reality type situation. And I think in this case, it hurt this game tremendously for me because it uh, Parasite Eve is just one of those ones that everybody seems to talk about. You see all the time on lists and it's, I don't know if people always call it like a hidden gem, but they're like, it's one of Squaresoft's like weird fringe titles that you absolutely have to play. Um, I'm going to say, no, it's not uh it's it does some things really fine i don't think it stands the test of time like a lot of their rpgs sometimes do um it is it's unique like it is a unique experience and i do think you probably should play it but like that's it's a borrow more than like buy in every every sense of the word uh you know it's it wasn't unfun, and it wasn't that I hated it. It just was kind of a letdown overall. Like, I was expecting something more. I was expecting... I don't know if I was expecting more horror. I don't know if I was expecting more RPG. Like, it was just so many different things, and each of them ended up being so watered down that there wasn't enough cohesive nature to the experience that um, I came away going, yep, Parasite Eve, brother. Um, so for me... Overall experience is a two. What about you, Nick? Overall experience. Uh, I agree with you on a lot of that. Um, I think if you had played it at the time it came out, it oh, for sure, been so different than everything else that was out at the time that it would have. I could see the nostalgia for it. Like I still had nostalgia for it up until I played it again, and yeah. then that that was summarily quashed. <laughs> uh, it does not hold up to the nostalgia for you, huh? Definitely, definitely not. Uh, I think a younger me was more forgiving of a lot of the flaws because I didn't have an, as much of an experience with the genre. And then, and like I said, it was a, it was you said it was. It's definitely a unique experience. But I would say that I would not be surprised if some people played this and then never played an RPG again. Ooh, yeah, no, I because it is so yeah. different, and there are so many little frustrating hiccups about it. That if this was your first RPG, you'd be like, "Man, fuck RPGs! They're a pain in the ass." Yeah. I'm just gonna go play something that's mindless and easier to play. 
uh, where they this game has a lot of quirks that it chooses for I don't know why like I don't understand the thing at all and I feel like that would be a big hang up for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, so I think that's really unfortunate about it but and, and kind of in the same vein that you said it's down and it would have gone all in on the horror like just be as horrifying as possible like you know a monster like that would really be just doing all kinds of crazy shit and she, the villain, was more tame than, I guess, would be realistic. Yes. But they had a they had a storyline to keep or whatever. But um, I the thing that was I thought was weird was they showed a lot of the monsters mutating, but they didn't really show people mutating. Like, I think you fight some mutated people in the police department, like the Wolfmen. Yeah. But I, I don't know because it could be the dogs. So I don't really know, but. It, it's not really confirmed as to if people can mutate or if they just incinerate or they turn, turn into slime. A lot of the plot was, I guess, dropped too late. Like, you don't get the relation between Aya and Eve until the end of the game. Yeah. I feel like it'd be more compelling for her in the fight against Eve to be like, I, think- I am a different... I think they were trying like to go for something new. I think they were trying to go for like the first like few days. They're trying to build up this mystery aspect, like a Resident Evil does, because like a Resident Evil, and though there's like zombies and stuff going on, especially like the first few, it's kind of like a mystery as to what's happening. And I don't think they were very successful in building that tension as to like what is happening here. Yeah, because we're shown the big bad on the first day. Like we've seen Eve, we've seen her transform into a monster. We've seen her kill everybody around her. So we know everything is just because there's this monster. We don't really care where the monster came from. Yeah. yeah I can see that. The Definitely. If they, if they had explained more of what the hell's happening before being like, yeah, here's Eve, the big bad, then it'd be more compelling. So I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess my overall experience... I always hate this part. It's a <laughs> it's a two point five. Yeah, like it's 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 just I don't know, man. Like I don't know why we're so sour on it. It just has too many. It just doesn't live up to something. There's something missing. Like it's just not what it what it should be for some reason. I guess I almost feel like it's too short for its own good. Like it yeah. has all the stuff it wants to do, but it's almost like they rushed it. There's not enough time for them to. They don't explore any of the, any one aspect of the game enough to make it feel fulfilling. Like the like, there's too much that falls shallow. There's no depth to. Yeah, uh, and there is the new game plus you can do, I guess, with the the seventy something floor dungeon, but that almost feels tacked on to me. Like, why would yes. you include that main game? Correct. What's the What's the point? Correct. So they're just trying to. It feels like they're just like, okay, we got a ten hour game. We have to make it, people seem like they got their money's worth. We'll do a new game plus and then add this extra dungeon with some plot in it. Bam. Very That's much so. Game. Very much so. So um, I think we've talked about each of the individual bits of replay thus far. Like there's new game plus where you get additional ending. There's additional dungeon. So there is some reason to revisit the game. But outside of that, interior, your decisions on the interior, actual playthrough of the game, I don't think there's a whole ton. So how would you rate the replayability of this game? One and a half. 
Yeah, I, I, I think because I don't, I don't feel like the new game plus and the X dungeon are compelling enough for you to want to play it again. That's fair, especially in today's age where you can just Google the ending or look it up. And be like, hey, how does the what's the true ending for Parasite Eve, and save yourself all the fucking trouble, because then you won't have to deal with the hassle of trying to make a weapon and armor again, and trudge through the fucking ten hour fucking phone. Uh, the ten-hour fucking experience to get to to that, and then trudge to another seventy-something floors to get to that little snippet of juicy plot, I guess, which can directly apparently conf- uh, conflicts with the ending of the normal game. It does. Um, and so see, I'm like, okay, and see, so that's the kind of the problem, right? Is while it does provide you with extra content, like the focus is simply just to inflate. Um, there's not. Because it's all about, like, in order to achieve the things in the new game plus you want, it's just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding to be successful through this 74 dungeon or whatever bullshit it is. It's just pure inflation. Um, While it adds an additional ending that contradicts the primary ending, like, there's, it's just not, there's not enough other strategic or choices of merit to make that interesting. So, I mean, I'll give, I'll give it like a 2.5, like, cause there is a reason to replay it. Um, but not, not a ton of reason. So, uh, break four is mine. This is Aya's theme. We're going to listen to that. We come back, we'll wrap this bitch up. We'll talk about the end of season next episode. We already talked about review, so we'll skip over that and wrap this bad boy up. So listen to Aya's theme or Aya, Aya, sorry. So we have decided this is the last review of season four. So we'll be starting uh, season five. Well, we got we're gonna review. We're gonna do our season four wrap up. So our next episode of season four wrap up, we'll add all the games we played this season into our master list. We'll talk about. We'll do our normal wrap up to get everything kind of wrapped up for this crazy season. Like the tail. Like this season has just had so much stuff occurring for us outside of the show that it's just kind of been this weird thing, right? So we're going to wrap this up to kind of get us back in a, in a flow, get it back together. And then um, our next review, we talked about it. I don't know if we confirmed it. We're talking, what is it? Uh, is it going to do Trails of Cold Steel? Trails of Cold... 
Cold Steel, yeah, it's the one that Cujo sent, right? The one that just came out on PS4? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I put it in, I've played like an hour or so. Like, I just want to confirm that's what we wanted to do next. Like, because I could go either way. If you have something you'd rather play elsewise for the like, first review of Season 5. Two games, so it's your turn. All right, well, and let's... Play Trail of Cold Steel. Like, let's play this then. Um, it'll be our first review of Season 5. And we'll knock that bad boy out. Um, even though I kind of do want to do Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just... I So, I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts 3, and they added a couple other, like, systems into the combat that I think have kind of... I don't know. It's just... I wasn't feeling it quite where I was at. But it could be. It could have just been where I was at as a person, <laughs> as opposed to the game's fault. But, yeah. um... Trails, Cold Steel, um, we're going to do that next. Our next episode, though, will be our Season 4 wrap-up, so I'll make sure to pester Discord about getting us some questions or input for that so we can wrap it up. Um, we did talk about the two-star review from the lady that was upset because apparently she thinks she's old and ugly and creepy and that we were um, talking against her somehow. Whatever. It's... She even said something about, like, oh, we go to the gym. And I'm like, hey, man, we're just talking about... I was talking about trying to better myself. Like, like, don't be an asshole. It's fine. Whatever. Um, uh, Offended people will be offended no matter what. So. Yeah, it's true. Like, I'm not... It, it, I was just more surprised. Like, she was offended by that and not by other things we've done. But uh, I think that's it. So until... Uh, you got anything to add before we wrap it up? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, so until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Deuces.